Welcome to Bringing Back Bach, the podcast that explores the church year through the theology and music of Johann Sebastian Bach. The idea of the show is pretty simple. Each week we're going to look at a different cantata written by Bach for that particular day of the church year. We will examine the music, theology, and original use of each of the cantatas we study, including hearing the scripture lessons appointed for that day. After a brief discussion of each part, we'll give a rough translation of the text from the German to the English so that we can understand the message Bach was seeking to convey with his music. We'll listen to the cantatas movement by movement, imagining what it would have been like to sit in the church pew and listen to that for the very first time 300 years ago. As we do so, we'll learn that Bach was boldly Lutheran and hopefully seek to bring Bach back to the Lutheran church. We'll begin this episode with the same words that Bach wrote at the beginning of his music pieces. Jesu, Yuva, Jesus, help. Today we have the pleasure of listening to a Pentecost cantata entitled, Resound, You Songs, Ring Out, You Strings. It was written in Weimar and first performed on May 20th, 1714. As is appropriate for the Feast of Pentecost, this cantata reflects the different aspects of the Holy Spirit. It especially reflects the Lutheran teaching of the third article of the Creed as confessed in Luther's small catechism. The words and meaning of that are this, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true church. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. In summary of those words, we could probably say this. God creates faith by distributing the means of grace. He gives us the word, and he gives us the sacraments. And therefore, our salvation is completely and totally dependent on God. This idea is carried throughout the cantata this week. Bach brings those ideas to the forefront with beautiful simplicity. In addition to this, this cantata is also based upon God's word taken from John chapter 14, which is the gospel for Pentecost Sunday. The words are this, Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, 
but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The first movement of our cantata this week is a choral movement. The lyrics are by a man named Salomo Franck, who often worked as a librettist or a lyricist for Bach. This opening chorus serves as the bookends for the cantata, being here at the beginning and then repeated again in abbreviated form at the end of the cantata. Here are the lyrics for the first movement. Resound you songs, ring out you strings. O blessed times, God will prepare our souls for his temple. This first movement has a very joyful feel with trumpets and strings and is recorded in the key of C major. The trumpets repeat the melody sung by the choir, carrying the theme clearly, resound, ring out. It's a call to celebration at God's good works. And the last part of the chorus reveal what the good works are. God prepares our souls for his temple. In other words... God saves us. He creates and sustains faith in our hearts, as we heard confessed earlier in the third article of the Creed. The faith that God creates clings to Jesus and his promises. What is key from the Lutheran perspective, as Bach most certainly was Lutheran, is that the faith is in God's work, not ours. That means that we don't do something to make ourselves believe. Rather, God comes to us and creates faith in us. He makes us believe. God calls us, gathers us, enlightens us, and keeps us in his church. He does so by the distribution of his holy word and his blessed sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Since it is God's work to save us by those means, when we are asked the question, Are you saved? We can boldly answer, Yes, because God has baptized me. Yes, because God has given his word to me. Yes, because I've eaten Christ's body and blood for my forgiveness. Yes, because Christ died for me and sent the Holy Spirit to make me believe in his grace. God works faith through these things, word and sacrament, to prepare our souls for his holy heavenly temple. The cantata will tell us more about these means of grace later on. What a joyful message it is, though, one in which we must rejoice as it resounds in our ears through this Pentecost cantata. This time we'll hear that first movement, the chorus.
just love that particular piece of music. It uh, really gets you going. The 3-8 timed signature, which is kind of unusual, uh, carries it right along uh, so that you can uh, follow that beautiful music and uh, just be really excited about it. This time we'll continue then with our next movement. It's a quote from the gospel lesson that we just read a few minutes ago, which is the gospel lesson from St. John chapter 14 assigned for Pentecost. They are words spoken by Jesus on the night before his crucifixion during what is known as his farewell discourse. In fact, there are quite a few chapters of the Gospel of John dedicated to this farewell discourse, including parts that are also his high priestly prayer. The words that we are going to quote here in box work today are the words spoken by Jesus in John chapter 14, verse 23. And the way it's sung is an exact quote of how Martin Luther translated it into German. He who loveth me shall keep my word, and my father will love him, and we shall come to him and dwell with him. The words as they are in our cantata are sung by the bass voice. This is what we so often find in Bach's works. The words of Jesus are sung by the bass. This is to convey the power, the might, and the glory of Jesus. It is so successful at this that even when my kids and I were listening to this cantata in preparation for this recording, they picked up on why Bach used the bass for our Lord's voice. It made perfect sense to them. Key in the words of Christ here are the message that he who loves Jesus will keep his word. Keeping his word means both hearing it and obeying it to the best of one's ability. The result of this keeping of God's word is love from God. It is written about Abraham, he believed in God and it was credited to him as righteousness. In other words, he had heard God's word, and so God loved him and dwelt in him. The same is true for us as well, Bach writes. If we keep the word, God loves us and dwells with us. This message is one that is so often ignored in our modern context. Instead of keeping God's word, so many today wish to ignore the word and instead to philosophize their own moral guidelines. In so doing, the words of Satan from the Garden of Eden are repeated again and again. Did God really say? But if keeping the word leads to God's love, what could throwing out God's word lead to except for just judgment from God, just condemnation from the Lord of all? So it is that Bach echoes Jesus' words to keep the words of God. As Christ says elsewhere, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Musically, this bass recitative is simple movement, with the words of Christ sung while accompanied only by the double bass. Do pay attention to the last note of the movement, which is a rather impressively low D note, one that I don't think I could sing, not even close. Let us now hear the words of this next movement sung. Und wohnen bei ihm an. 
How about that last low bass note? Just very impressive that anyone can sing that note as a tenor. It seems near impossible to me. Our next movement in this particular cantata is a bass aria. We still remain in the bass voice, but now we switch from the voice of Christ, who was singing his own words in the last movement, but instead to the words of humanity, who are responding to having heard that word of Christ. It is appropriate that it is still in the bass voice in that regard. You see, when we hear Christ's words and speak them back to God, that is a good Christian confession. In fact, it is only by hearing God's word and understanding it that we can actually have any true or good or right doctrine. It is that way in in this particular cantata. When we hear the word of Christ, we are clothed in Christ. When we hear the word of Christ, we trust the word of Christ. When we hear the word of Christ, we speak the same thing he has said to us back to God. That's called faith. And in faith, we look like little Jesuses to our neighbor. As we hear God's word, our response of praise sounds like the word he has given us, and our care and compassion for our neighbor looks like the care he has given to us. The words that we are about to hear sung in this base aria can be translated as a prayer of praise and a prayer of faith. It can be translated this way. Most holy trinity, great God of honor, come on in time of glory to come to us. Come to dwell in the tent of our hearts, though they are but modest and small. Come and let yourself be swayed. Come and move in with us. It's a prayer of inviting Christ to be with us. It's not that Christ needs our invitation. He doesn't. But rather, because we have heard his word, we cannot help but want to be in the presence of Christ. The words of this movement are, first off, praising the glory and honor of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God in three persons, three persons in one God. The prayer is then that this glorious and honorable triune Trinitarian God would come to dwell in us as Christ promises in the movement prior. Come dwell in our hearts, we pray, though they are but modest and small. These words, modest and small, are words of confession about our true state of being. It's not that God would want to live in our cold, dead hearts, In fact, if you have more questions about that, you could read Bo Yertz's book, The Hammer of God, where the pastor is asked by a fellow pastor, what would God really want with your cold, dead heart? We ask God to dwell in them all the same, though. Our hearts are not worthy for Christ's presence, yet we pray that he would dwell with us by grace. We will hear in the following movements that dwelling with us is exactly what God promises to do by his word and sacraments. The music of this particular movement also deserves a mention because it is a rather odd combination of instruments. It continues, yes, with the double bass, but it also introduces a trio of trumpets. Three trumpets and a bass are not usually used in classical music. However, using three trumpets in combination here 
is for the very explicit purpose of honoring the Holy Trinity itself. The three trumpets together remind us that it is to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that we offer our prayers. This time now we'll hear this movement. Lovely combination there with the bass voice and the trumpets and the stand-up double bass uh, underneath it. Just lovely to listen to a bright and exciting prayer for God to be with us in response to the word and gifts that he has given to us through his son, Jesus Christ. This time we'll come to our first break of Bringing Bach Back. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the concluding half of this week's cantata. Resound you songs, ring out you strings, here on KNNA The Cross. We also want to make sure that we invite you to come and worship with us at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, 3825 Wildbriar Lane, Lincoln, Nebraska. And we have services on Sunday mornings at 8 and 1030. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, Bringing Bach Back. Welcome back to Bringing Bach Back. We're halfway through Cantata 172. Resound you songs, ring out you strings. 
It's the cantata written to celebrate the feast of the Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came into the world and started working through word and sacraments to create faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not that the Holy Spirit hadn't been working beforehand, but instead now he begins his special work within the church using that word, using baptism, using the Lord's Supper, so that by hearing we might believe in the one who came to die for our sins. We're now moving to our fourth movement of this particular cantata. It is now a tenor aria, which brings together the work of the Holy Spirit throughout all the pages of the scripture, just as I just talked about. All that the Holy Spirit has done are brought together in the lyrics that follow. O soul's paradise, that God's spirit runs through, who blew at the creation, the spirit that never fails, get up. Get ready, the comforter is approaching. The Greek word that is in the New Testament that we translate to the word spirit is also the same Greek word that is used for the word wind in English. And throughout the pages of Scripture, we see both of those ideas carried together. Where the spirit is working, he does so through a wind, through a breath. It is when God speaks that the spirit is present, just like when I speak, breath comes out of my mouth. We see that idea in the discussion today of the Holy Spirit. In the creation account, the Spirit of God is the one that was hovering to and fro over the face of the deep. When God created Adam out of the dust of the earth, he breathed the breath of life into him, and we cannot separate that work from the work of the Holy Spirit. And here on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit arrives with a great wind in flames of fire, which light upon the disciples. We also have when Jesus rose from the dead and breathed on the disciples, saying, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. In all of these cases, it's the Spirit who is being breathed out. It's the Spirit that we are waiting for, because when He is present, He brings us Jesus. And when He brings us Jesus, we are in paradise. In the lyrics for this particular movement, Bach mentions that the Spirit never fails nor passes away. This passage makes perfect sense if we understand the Spirit to always, always, always be attached to God's Word. This is made clear to us in Luther's small catechism as well. Wherever God's Word is, the Spirit is. Wherever God's word is preached in its truth and purity, the Holy Spirit is creating faith. In fact, that's why it is so very important for us to be in church on a regular basis. It is in church that God's word is preached. It's in church that we hear the absolution, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's in church that we hear the words of institution, which bring Christ's own body and blood into our very presence, so that we might eat and drink it for forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Church is the place where we go to hear God's word, and thus church is the place where the Holy Spirit is present, delivering his gifts. Jesus says in Matthew's Gospel, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. That means the Holy Spirit will always be working in God's word. 
It's the same idea that is recorded for us in Psalm 119. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. We also use that particular verse in our liturgy. It is also one of the catchphrases of the Lutheran Reformation, taken from 1 Peter, which in fact is a quote of Psalm 18, The word of the Lord remains forever. It is in that word that the Holy Spirit is present. We don't have to look around for the Spirit. We don't have to catch the Holy Spirit as he floats above our heads. The Spirit is always present when God's Word is present. The Spirit's not wandering around like some sort of gypsy, and we need to find him and catch him. He is ever-present. He is ever-breathing out God's Word upon us. The breath is the word of forgiveness. That forgiveness can only be won by the bloody death and the glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That forgiveness earned on the cross is delivered to us by the Holy Spirit in God's word. And thus, we have comfort as we face this world of challenges. The Holy Spirit is the comforter sent by Christ in our gospel lesson from John 14. And his job is to create faith in us. That's what we'll hear now in this movement. O soul's paradise that God's spirit runs through, who blew at creation, the spirit that never fails. Get up, get ready, the comforter is approaching.
Kind of a more somber tone begins the second half of our cantata, and yet it does so for a purpose, to kind of show us how important and serious it is that God is our soul's paradise, that he is the one who blew the breath of life into us at creation, and that the comforter is approaching. I think that last part is especially important as we understand Christ to be the comforter, and that last piece brings that toil and struggle that we have in this life to the forefront as we know that the comforter is coming to us. The next movement is one of the most beautiful in terms of its lyrics and then also the way that Bach put it together. It is a duet. In fact, I think it's our first duet here on Bringing Bach Back. And it is a discussion between humanity and the Holy Spirit who is fulfilling Christ's words from the gospel lesson, I will send you a helper. The soprano or higher voice sings the prayer of humanity out. The alto then sings in response the words of the Holy Spirit. I'll try to translate the lyrics in a reasonable way as we try to get this duet uh, across the radio. First, the soprano representing humanity says, Come on, do not let me wait any longer. Come, you gentle heavenly wind, blow through the garden of my heart. And in response, the Holy Spirit in the alto says, I am refreshing you, my child. Then the soprano sings humanity's cry again, Dearest love, sweetest one, the fullness of all that I love, I faint if I miss you. 
Then the Holy Spirit in the alto responds again, Take from me the kiss of grace. The soprano sings humanity's prayer one last time. Be welcome in faith, highest love. Come in, you have taken my heart. And the Holy Spirit in the voice of the alto replies, I am yours and you are mine. It is a beautiful way to set up this conversation between God and humanity. It's also striking that there are three times that humanity cries to God and three times that God replies in the voice of the alto. Once again, that number three reminds us of our triune God and the Holy Trinity. This duet reflects the lyrics of the Old Testament book, The Song of Solomon, where husband and wife sing their love back and forth, the whole time reflecting the love between God and his people. This is the same, a singing back and forth of love between the Holy Spirit and his people. It does so beautifully with music that in some ways is copied uh, by Offenbach in his famous Bar Chorale, which comes out centuries after Bach wrote this piece. It is sung in the soprano voice and the alto voice in such a way as to give the impression of a gentle breeze blowing on a summer's day. It is a refreshing from the heat of the day, just as the alto sings. Note that it is faith that has come in and taken the heart, allowing the Holy Spirit to move in. Faith has come as the Holy Spirit blew in through the preaching of God's holy word. In a slow and simple way, Bach carries this theme of the day through to his hearers. This time we'll hear the alto and soprano aria, a duet, the soprano representing humanity, the alto representing God's response.
really is beautiful the way those two voices meld together in that particular movement. And you can see how difficult it is to translate that, uh, the way the uh, prayer from humanity and the response from God are so interwoven. And yet uh, there is that kind of idea behind that particular piece of music. And uh, I love behind it, too, you hear the bass uh, with a very simple repeating line, da 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 which is bringing to us that idea that God is coming down and continuing to care for us as we face the challenges of this world. The next movement is a chorale based upon the hymn by Philip Nikolai, O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright. It matches fairly closely with our LSB translation of hymn 395. It uh, corresponds with verse 3 in our Lutheran service book hymnal. It is in our Epiphany section, and yet the verse that Bach chose to include in this cantata matches the theme of the day, that God uses the Word and Christ's body and blood in the Lord's Supper to create and sustain faith within us. The lyrics can be translated as followed. From God I receive a certificate of joy when you look on me kindly with your eyes, O Lord Jesus, my familiar good, your Word, your Spirit, your Body, and your blood refresh me inwardly. Take me kindly into your arms, that I become warm by your grace. 
I come invited by your word. This then also corresponds with the hymnal version. Lord, when you look on us in love, at once there falls from God above a ray of purest pleasure. Your word and spirit, flesh and blood, refresh our souls with heavenly food. You are our dearest treasure. Let your mercy warm and cheer us, O draw near us, for you teach us God's own love through you has reached us. This demonstrates the great difficulty, I think, when you compare those two in translating hymns from German to English while preserving rhyme and meter. As I mentioned, Bach puts the emphasis on the word and sacraments as the means by which the Holy Spirit comes to us. Baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the word of forgiveness are the things that refresh us inwardly. As Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 8, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Thus we need the word to restore our souls, even should our flesh be full with the bread of the world. I think there's also a beautiful picture of how being in the arms of Jesus allows us to be warmed. It is a picture of the resurrection. A cold, dead body destroyed by sin is warmed and awakened by being in the arms of our Lord Jesus Christ. This time we'll hear this movement. there too how when uh, these chorales are sung they're not the cold dead hymns that we sometimes think of when we think of church but rather there is a push to sing the song and to have it bright and move forward as well the final movement of this week's cantata is a replay of the introduction only abbreviated in form it's a bookend to the cantata ending us where we began a few minutes ago the lyrics are as before Resound, you songs, ring out, you strings. O blessed times, God will prepare our souls for his temple.
This concludes Box Cantata number 172. Resound, you songs, ring out, you strings. And it also concludes our fifth episode of Bringing Bach Back. Pray it's been a blessing to you and that it has allowed you to peek into our great Lutheran musical heritage and to enjoy a piece of music that is decidedly Lutheran in theology and is an amazing contribution to music itself. As you think back on today's episode, remember that this is what church music can be, beautifully carrying our theology and music fit for heaven. Bach was little more than a church organist who took these great hymns and chorales of the church that came before him and made them into music that carried the gospel to hearers of countless generations. That's why it's so important that we continue to bring Bach back into the Lutheran Church today. If you have any feedback on our program, please let us know. Contact us at KNNA Radio. We will keep on working to improve our broadcast, and so we'd love to hear feedback from you. We'll end our episode with the same words that Bach wrote at the end of all his compositions. Three little letters, SDG, which stood for Solo Deo Gloria. To God alone be all the glory. I'm Pastor Adam Moline, your host, bidding you Auf Wiedersehen until our next episode. God bless your day. Bringing Back Bach is a production of KNNA Radio of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you have any feedback on this episode, please contact KNNA or visit its website at www.thecross957.org.